Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. MidwayUSA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Welcome to the White Tail Ladies Podcast. We're all set up here down this creek bottom. Being Buck's been in here a bunch of times, so good chance to see it on him. Meh. Smoked him. I think he just crashed, bro. <laughs> Absolute money, dude. It's 76 degrees out. We just set up 80 yards from a buck and killed him at 18 yards. Here we are. Matt. Smoke his ass tonight. Get it? That was at eight, dude. That's at eight. Fucked out October 28th. Homies up for the rest of November. But absolutely incredible season. Both kills on hanging hunts, right on the beds. And just making it, making it happen. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast, coming in your ear holes, episode 10, one, zero. 10 days, coming in your ear holes every single day. Are your ear holes full yet, or do you have room for more? I hope you got room for more, because I got some more podcasts to rip for you guys. Um, day, episode 10, will be day 9, uh, November 8th. Oh, that's a mouthful. Um, let's get the people to make this possible. We're going to get into the show. This series is powered by Exodus Trail Cameras, Exodus Outdoor Gear. Um, if you're in the market for a new cell cam, don't forget about that Black Friday sale that's coming out. Start saving a little bit each check now. And by Black Friday, you have enough money to hit that sale the first hour that it's open. Make sure and secure the bag and have a brand new cell cam with a five-year warranty with the best data plan on the market. All right. 
quick shout out to the other people that believe in this podcast a long time. Scott and Nate from Next Level Deer Supplements. Um, Tony from 330 Archery. Um, they've been the, the long hole guys um, and, uh, and Afflicted Broadhead starting this year. They've been real good to us as well. So um, big shout out to them for supporting the podcast. Big shout out to you guys for supporting the podcast for all these years. But getting into what happened today. So I went to the park pinch. Um, this is a spot where it is uh, a subdivision uh, that pinches them in, an old park that's there. Uh, the park closes November 1st. It's a real old park anyways, but it closes November 1st. No one can go back there. Um, they close the gate, and I have to walk in um, down the road there. But went there. There's also two trees that fell down, and I cut some l shooting lanes, and I stacked the trees up with those trees that fell down. And it pinches the deer down to about 15 yards. Um, it works really, really good um, as a pinch. Um there's a bunch of really low high stem count stuff that blocks the road really good. So these deer are not afraid to get um, cl really, really close to that road um, with those ho those houses, you know, 200 yards away, 250 yards away. Um, so I went in there this morning. First buck through the pinch was the buck that's the cover art, the, the flyer buck. We had him last year as uh, he's either a two- or three-year-old this year. We had him last year, and he looked exactly the same almost just smaller um, and a little bit shorter flyer, but he's a four point on one side and then a uh, three point on the other, but his G2 goes straight sideways. Um, and his main beam kind of goes straight up instead of going out regular. Hang on one second, getting a drink. Uh, shout out to liquid IV as well. Um, they need to sponsor the podcast sponsor Joe Rogan's. Anyways, I've been using that. I realized the first couple of days when you're out there sitting in the stand for so long, um, you don't drink near as much as you normally do water-wise. You know, you're just taking sips every now and then. You're trying to conserve the water because you don't want to pack in three bottles of water. Um, so I was drinking about 16 ounces of water a day, and uh, that's not enough. So I was like, I got to do something. So started hitting the liquid IV. Um, I have a, if I get dehydrated, man, I get messed up bad. So it's something I really have to keep an eye on. So I've been drinking that. Um, it's delicious. Got the pina colada. Um, it's been helping me out. But anyways, getting back to the second deer was um, uh, let me see a second deer. I can't remember. So many, so many deer today. Deer movement was at an eight point five for deer movement, but movement for big deer was very low. Um, but I've seen six different bucks um, throughout the whole entire day, seven if you include a button buck. So second buck was a fork and horn. Third buck was a eight-point, this heavy-mast, tight, in-between-the-ears, really short. Like, imagine a fork and horn that's an eight-point with a lot of mass. That's what we're looking at. And then the eight point that was the cover art a couple, um, a couple podcast episodes ago when I was at the Urban Piece, um, he came through there, and then two does that morning, so I seen four bucks, two does in the morning, um, and the bucks one buck was chasing does, um, and 
the other ones were just all cruising, but all all but one deer went by at about eight yards <clears throat> working that pinch. So they were right there. I did a hanging hunt there, and none of them acknowledged that I was even there or alive. They all just worked right through. I almost shot a doe. I had a doe work the other way, a nice big doe, lone doe. I made sure that she fed for a long time. There was nothing behind her. She was standing there about five, six yards. I was just like, oh, man, this would be a sweet one, but I wanted to hunt all day, so I ended up not doing that. So I did end up setting all day. About 1 o'clock, I seen a doe, lone doe. She went and bedded over in a little pocket corner. Um, and she came out of that bed the in the evening, but then, uh, about right at two, I seen a button buck swing by and he came right by the stand, went right down wind, just, you know, silly. They can only get like, there's only like 10 or 15 yards of timber before the road there. So, and there's probably, you know, another 20 yard buffer of grass, but he was in between me and the road there, which is pretty tight, um, working through the thick stuff. He went in there and, and bed down. Then about 2.15, I had the flyer buck come back through. And uh, I was pretty jacked. I could hear something. And it's a time of the year where you can hear something coming, and you, you're like, okay, that's a deer for sure. Like, you've been listening to the squirrels for a month now, so you got a good idea what they sound like. And you're like, okay, that's a deer. And he's coming. He's coming through the sixth stuff, picks his head up. Boom, it's the flyer buck again. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Anyways, he works off to about 45 yards in beds. And this is really a really cool thing to watch. He bed there, and I could see him. He was behind a bunch of thick stuff, but I could see him without the binos, with, and with the binos pretty good. I did get some footage of him bedded there. Um, and then about every 25, 30 minutes, he would get up, walk that doe bedding area, do a big circle, and come back to that bed and bed down. And I, he was literally just so wore out from running all morning i think he was just trying to bed but he still he was so mad that he couldn't find a doe and wanted to breed so bad that he kept just cruising that doe bedding and then go back in bed he did it three times where i look over there he's standing up he shakes and he rolls out then he's coming back in and every time he comes back in i'm like oh something coming something coming and it's that buck again (laughs) and then he go out go out back all right and then, oh, something coming, something coming about 25, 20 minutes later. Oh, it's a buck again. And he'd work right back to that same bed and bed down. He did that three times. And then about 3 o'clock, um, over on the neighbor's draw, probably 150 yards away, I've been trying to get a hold of this neighbor for weeks. Nobody hunts it. It's a small piece. Um, and there's, I'm just like, man, if I could get in there, I could be more in the game, you know. But anyways, um, off the park, here comes three does just hauling the mail. And I'm like, okay, there's something chasing them. Here here comes a half rack chasing them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, come on. So the half rack chases them. The flyer buck hears all the commotion, and he stands up. He goes over there. By the time he gets over to where they are, he they're gone. And this deer is so mad. I watched him do a, a, a tree rub on a, like a, two-finger thick-sized tree, you know, and he's just trashing that thing. Over there grunting, shaking the tree, trashing it, you know. And I looked over there, and all the bark was gone. You know, he shredded that thing, had it bent over, um, just really, really frustrated that he couldn't find a doe. Um, 
And then he cruised off where those other does come from. And then I had a, a lone doe working there late. Um, and I don't know if she was with that other three pack of does or not, but she worked in, then she circled back out to the park. Then I had a pretty good frame deer, um, not a shooter. And I'm trying to bino them and they're probably 150 yards away. And there's the gazebos and the thing that the kids get around and spin around in circles and a swing set and teeter tot. This is an old school, like metal playground, like eighties, you know, seventies style. And, probably nobody uses it it's out in the middle of nowhere um and i'm like trying to glass and i'm like oh gazebo's in the way oh swings are in the way oh the spinny thing that the kids ride on you know around the circles it's in the way and i'm like i've never had to glass deer and they this buck was just chasing does all over this park it's craziest thing ever um then they worked into the timber i got a good look at him just a basket eight pointer out to his ears though you know decent eight pointer um they cruise off here comes the flyer buck back he's doing another circle he goes back and they finally catches up with the buck that's chasing that doe and then he takes off with that party so he finally found a doe to chase i was kind of rooting for the guy man i was feeling bad for him <laughs> he's out there just struggle busting worse than i am um and uh then getting closer to dark i had a. Uh, a, a good deer out in that park chasing does and there's a bunch of oak trees in between and I'm just catching him in between limbs and stuff and I can see that he's got a good frame it looked like there's two three four does out there I couldn't really tell they're all running around I was just catching a glimpse of legs and trying to get it in between the limbs of the oak branches and around the playground equipment and uh they were out there running around like crazy and there's houses 300 yards from there you know wide open shot um, 200 yards and uh, the very last light I had a doe come through um, and pop the pop the fence and go right out to that park so ton of movement just an absolute crap load of movement every deer that came through in the morning came from the east and they all went west and then every deer that was there in the evening was already west um, working there that big draw that's right on the property line and the neighbors so i'm gonna keep doing my homework and try to get that neighbor's piece it's very like i said it's under 10 acres um but it's it would be really nice to be able to go another 100 yards that way um and, and get a little more in the game but it was an awesome hunt i did set all day 12 hours um or no let me see no 11 hours and like 30 minutes probably with the day load the hours switching now that's a, and let's just talk about daylight savings time who in the world even likes that it's a disaster for deer hunters i gotta wake up early as hell so tomorrow i got two i'm thinking of two things we got straight east um wind so i'm gonna make an instagram post here so you guys will be able, hopefully already voted on it um, but I'm going to let you guys decide, let my cameras decide as well. If something pops up on camera, I'll make a move. But do I go pinch point or doe bedding? Um, a doe bedding area that I haven't been in. It's pretty small. I think there's only about three or four does that are in there. Um, but I can get in there. I haven't hunted it yet. Um, I am going in there to hang and hunt in the dark, though. So that's always a challenge with shooting lanes and stuff. We'll have to see what I want to do. 
or I could go to the pinch point um, that has had Bucks use it in the past forever. It's just a good pinch point um, on Boonertown. I looked at past trail cam data. I had a shooter in there on the 10th, 11th, and 12th last year. Um, 10th and 11th in daylight. Had a shooter on the other side of the pinch the 7th um, in daylight and a couple edging on the 8th that possibly could have been in daylight. It's just not on the camera. So um, they were east of that camera, and that's which way the wind's blowing, but most of them work that pinch, the main pinch of the farm, and that's where I would be. Um, I think I'm going to do a morning break um, and then come back in and hunt the evening. I would like to shoot a doe tomorrow. Boys are wanting to track a deer. I need to get some does off that other piece, so I might bass a doe in the morning. That's why I'm kind of weighing towards the doe bedding, um, but I'm going to let you guys decide, like I said, which which way I go. But that's the plan for then. Tomorrow evening, if it's straight east, I'm going to go to the Frank Pinch, um, that deer that, if you remember earlier in the season, I was hunting Frank. JoJo is also using that pinch. But uh, I'm going to go to the Frank Pinch and hunt that, be right on the ag, um, but be east wind, blow me over to a lake and uh, see see what's popping over there. I got a cam over there I can pull and see what's, see what's happening. But I think I'm going to give the east side of the farm some love with that east wind. But, man, that east wind on Kings, it's a perfect setup to get up in that cedar tree, you know, and, and you can see a lot of real estate in the morning. So that's weighing hard on me to get in there as well. It's just a perfect, perfect spot for an east wind, and that's something that we're not going to have for uh, for a while now. Um, after after this week, so that cold weather is gonna come snapping in hard. Looks like we got a couple days of warm, and then it's gonna hit hard and be cold. Um, I'm gonna be podcasting with you guys to the fifteenth. Um, that'll be the first day I go back to work, so that'll be the last podcast that I release. Uh, but that's the plan. I'll let you guys. Hopefully, you guys pick right. Let me know where to go. My wife's looking at me like she knows what's going on. She has no idea. She, I got out of the stand. I said, I need some Tylenol. She's like, Tylenol? I'm getting old, man. It feel, setting all out there all day, it's, that is rough. It's rough on a guy. But I didn't even eat all my snacks. Just I don't know. I was just It was a good day. Good all-around day. Cannot be upset with seeing that many deer November 7th. There's no shooter bucks, man. There's four shooters in Watauga that I know at the Urban Peace. So... It would be decent if I one of the I seen one of them, you know, but nothing nothing happened. So hopefully tomorrow is a new day. Um, in the morning I'll be going in. It's close to the uh, the JoJo pinch, so maybe I'll see JoJo. Maybe I'll see Frank. Maybe I'll see um, the eleven pointer. You never know what's going to go through there. But I have no cams in that area. I just know that it's doe bedding from scouting and from bumping does in there in the summer and. Uh, there was some rubs, old rubs and scrapes in there when I fall scattered it, but I've been kind of leaving it alone cause it's, and it's only, you can only hunt it on an East. So, and that's what we got. So I might go give that a shot. All right, guys, appreciate you tuning in all the way to the end tomorrow. I'm going to get a guy on to see how his rut's going. Um, I've been getting home and, uh, I painted a wall yesterday. Today, my daughter had carrots for the first time for supper her first food so i've been doing stuff after i got home so haven't been reaching out to anybody to have them come on the show 
but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Love you guys. Appreciate all the support out there. Um, sitting all day, I got a lot of messages about keep grinding. It's going to happen. And all those help, um, help me stay motivated to get it done. So I'm going to keep giving her hell out there, guys. Appreciate you. Um, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy and white to legacy is out. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.